they gonna do? Who's gonna get nuked? Oh, with that. You are listening to the Gibby Five Podcast, episode one forty two, side A. Side A. What? What is this side A you speak of? Gibby Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. As my co-hosts were talking about at the top of the show, this is a side A episode, which means we are going to actually make a little bit of a change to the podcast. We are now going to release two episodes every week. What? The side A episode, as we know, of course, it is currently Wednesday night, and we will record our episode that covers pop culture and entertainment news and reviews of things that are modern and upcoming and all of the Florida stuff and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, and we will be that we are excited about and we hope you are too. Yeah. So more of the, the current event kind of stuff will happen Wednesday night to be released Thursday morning or even Wednesday night if we get done with it. Yeah, guys. So this Ooh. is this is an opportunity for us not to far fall too far behind on Did you say fart. I almost did uh, fall too <laughs> yeah. far behind. Yeah, on, that's not going to happen on this on show. current <laughs> topics because sometimes we can talk about stuff and uh, a week goes by before the ed- uh, episode gets put out. So uh, hopefully you are hearing this almost as fresh as we are. Yeah, which I think is going to be really good because there are many times I'm where we'll excited. be like talking about stuff that's going to happen on a saturday but the episode comes out on monday and you know that's not so fun but anyway my name is basil morningwood and i'm joined by grundle mcballs on face Uh, oh what the hell hey how you doing hello (laughs) and i'm and (laughs) how you doing grundle and buntington cornhole hey that's (laughs) me Hey, Buntington. <laughs> yes, I'm Buntington. You sounded so, super happy about it, too. I'm super yes. excited. Yes. Uh, this week, we got a couple things here. We're going to talk a little bit about the alienist angel of darkness. Uh, I'm going to check back in on I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, which took a turn on... It was a roller coaster, episode four, and I really would like to talk about it briefly. And uh, Jimmy got a chance to watch Psych... To the second Psych movie, uh, which is on the Peacock channel, I believe. Yes, it is. And I will uh, explain that here shortly. I'm excited because I want to know more about that, and I love Psych. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Rob, were you going to share anything? Um, I probably will next week once I get a little bit further into it, but I have started a new series on Netflix that I found that so far I'm actually enjoying it's it's right up my alley. It seems like it's a a prequel or even a retelling of the Arthurian legend. Ooh, the story uh, it's called Cursed. It's a series on Netflix, and it looks like it. I, I I've only seen two episodes, but it looks like it may center. Well, the main character the main character's name is Nimue, 
Uh, I've got a feeling that she might turn into the lady in the lake. Okay. So we'll we'll find out, but I'm two episodes in, and I'll report a little bit more on it next week after I've seen more episodes. Excellent. And you wouldn't awesome. have any spoilers, would you, Rob? Rob? Oh, oh, you! I, I'm like spoilers about what? What are you talking about? I was trying to segue you. <laughs> we, we already know that I kill segways. It it just happens. Uh, go on. So, as Greg alluded to, this is a review show. There's probably going to be spoilers. We will try to avoid any major twists and any mango wheat beers from Blue Moon. But if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, then you should probably use your own discretion and come back after you've seen it. So what I've just learned is if you put something in front of the camera, Rob will identify it while we're recording. And seamlessly weave it into my speech. Nope. Didn't didn't see Rocket Raccoon. Okay, guys. Let's talk about some news here. What do we got? I got a lot of news, so I'm gonna wait a second. Oh, but go. all right. It's 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 pretty substantial here. So go ahead. Are you saying that your news is better than our news? Well, I didn't put it that way, but that's the way I feel. But that's what you said. But since we're so... all right, you your... fine, I'll go first. Damn it, ladies and gentlemen, our Lord and Savior of 2020 is doing his very best to drag us out of this hole that we're in. Mr. Keanu Reeves is now a comic book author. You said hole. (laughs) I sure did. I'm in. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Sure. So uh, Mr. Keanu Reeves is teaming up with award-winning graphic novelist Matt Kent to produce a 12-issue series called Berserker. It's spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R. The Is it the story of the Russian guy from Clerks? I I don't know. Uh, uh, Smith, dude. No, you don't. It's the guy. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I didn't get that reference either, Jimmy. You're not the uh, all right. There's a Russian guy in Clerks that sings a song called Kevin Berserker. Smith can suck an egg. Your mom's a Russian guy in Clerks. I don't think so. Anyway, go on. After wandering the world for centuries, Berserker may have finally found a refuge working for the U.S. government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for anyone else, is the synopsis. Now, I will tell you, based on some of the early slides for this, um, it, it does look kind of like John Wick. But what I thought when you – that's what I thought okay. when you described yeah, uh, but I'm very much okay with that. If if we get some kind of a a spawn kind of dealio where we've got this immortal being, uh, Baba and, Yaga, yeah, and we see maybe some uh, you know medieval fights or maybe you know some different era uh, kind of big violent events, then I am all for it. Mister Keanu Reeves at this point could do whatever he wanted. And I believe it would be for the betterment of the planet. So, Pee in your mouth. Yep. Very I'm watch excited. It. There, yep. There's probably a good reason for it. Uh, since you mentioned <laughs> comics, I actually have yeah. something I can add on there. 
Uh, okay. There's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic coming out. Uh, speaking Ooh. of, we had an interesting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle moment uh, the other day. I posted a random meme on our Instagram page, and the guy that plays that played Leonardo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies liked it, which was kind of awesome to me because I love that movie. Hell yeah! Yeah, yep. Uh, and he uh, he runs a toy company now, which will lead me into another thing. But uh, mm-hmm. the new Ninja Turtle comic it is going to be a mini series uh, that come that comes out sometime in August. Uh, it is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin. And it is about one of the turtles who is uh, the last one left. The other three were killed. And the other one is going to wander the earth to basically set things right. And we don't know who it is. because It's Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. He, he time travels. No. he. Uh, it's cool because he's got like this. Uh, Jerry his, uh, O'Connell. <laughs> Still not really time traveling. But it's got, Marty he's McFly. got all of. Oh my god, I'm going to murder you all. <laughs> He's got all of the other Turtles weapons. It looks remarkably cool. It is by the original creators of Ninja Turtles, which is neat. It's, so did uh, they, by, did they it's reveal which turtle it is? They won't. until it's you. I, I think you have to figure it out through the story. But Because mm. he is just going to use all of their weapons um, to seek revenge. Uh, you can see on his back on the first cover, which looks really cool. Uh, the bow staff is clearly broken at one end. It has nice splintery shard on it, but that was shard, not shard. Splinter shard? Splinter. Yeah. So, uh, it looks like it's going to be a five-issue series, although it looks like on Amazon it's available like to pre-order digital copies for eight issues. But I think I'm actually going to uh, pick this up. The art looks really great. It looks very old school. And, uh, yeah, the... Basically, the story, real quick, a lone surviving turtle goes on a seamless, seemingly hopeless mission to obtain justice for his fallen family and friends. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to have to get... I will actually make my way to a comic store for that. Oh, yeah. I need to do that anyway. That, so. that sounds like a, like, a, uh, like a cool thing. I'm in. Uh, I guess since the other, the other thing I mentioned here was toys. And it looks like Rob put oh, an R next to it. Oh, oh. Hmm. Well, Rob didn't put an R next to it. I think somebody already knew. <laughs> but I, uh, there's been a lot of toy news recently, like a whole lot of toys news. And I yeah. think, it's I think, awesome. As Rob is holding up a Ghostbuster toy, uh, I think one of the reasons is that all these conventions where the toy news usually gets released. And you, the people have to be at the conventions to actually get the toys. Mm-hmm. It's getting wide release now. So some of the things that I have seen because of they're doing exclusive releases, you have to kind of search where these things are because I wasn't able to write down all of them. But um, they did release an image of a Dennis Nedry from what movie, Jimmy? Jurassic Park. Yep. He comes in a Barbasol can that when you press the button at the top, the can will open up with LED lights. Uh, it's a regular size, like six inch figure. Uh, he comes with a cherry pie and a little toy size Barbasol can. He is the guy that, of course, stole the embryos of the Raptors, I think, and then New met his demise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He is the guy that met his demise with the, the spitter dinosaurs. Uh, there is a transformer called Maverick, which is a Tomcat that transforms into Maverick from Top Gun. And he is, of course, a, uh, he's a Tomcat. He's an uh, F-14. And he does come with a toy volleyball 
so you can have your own home, homoerotic robot volleyball match. I also heard today, I don't know if it's if it's new or if it's been out or and I just missed it, but apparently there's a version of Optimus Prime where he turns it's a cross between Transformers and Ghostbusters where he turns into like an Ecto-3. That could be the case because there's also another one that came out that they mentioned and uh, it's called Gigawatt and it of course turns into the Back to the Future DeLorean. <gasps> yep. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, wouldn't it be yes. gigawatt? I guess so. Uh, Matchbox had made some releases. They are releasing a Dagobah X-Wing, which is covered in slime and swamp guts. Oh, nice. Mm. And also, a um, remember the truck that in uh, Avengers Endgame that they're heading to where the to New Asgard, where Thor is hanging out? Mm-hmm. And Hulk is in the back of the truck, and it's like all squished down and everything. So they are releasing a Matchbox truck of that truck. That um, is, of course, offset because the Hulk is sitting in the back of it, and Rocket Raccoon's in there, so that looks pretty cool. Uh, and then, and then, of course, the big one that you and I've been all excited about is the uh, GI Joe resurgence. Yeah, there's been a bunch of GI Joe stuff coming out, released through what, Walmart and Target, mm-hmm. uh, different sizes. There was, um, you know, of course, the classifieds came out, which we talked about not too long ago, but they just recently released um, a Cobra Soldier uh, Roadblock. <laughs> And Beachhead through Target, which was sold out by, it was opened up on 9 a.m. in the morning, and it was sold out by 9 a.m. in 10 seconds. Yep, uh, yeah, it sure was. Because and I had, the uh, they also had awareness on the motorcycle. Yep, and uh, a regular size like the usual GI Joe size, uh, three and three quarter inch awareness on the motorcycle. So these are like our childhood, and they're really well done. They're making a big deal out of it, and then they're selling out immediately. So they need to release more of these things. Yeah, I hope it's not, because I'll be mad. Uh, Yeah, I will be too. Uh, The the only one of Classified that I'd seen so far that I was like, holy crap, man, that looks really cool, um, was Beachhead. And I was mowing my lawn, and at 9.04, when I remembered to look at Target.com, it was sold out. Yeah. So I think the three of us are are kind of under the impression that if we ever see them, we're just going to get them for each other. Oh yeah. yeah, I I yeah. I, 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 went keep, to I keep walking into Walmart's and mm-hmm. Targets just looking to see if there's anything there. Yeah, someone did find the someone on the Reddit page did find the Cobra Soldier the other day, but it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be being sold till August first at least. Uh, oh really? I actually, for the first time, oh goodness, in a very what, long an entire time, ping pong ball. Oh, sorry. Good. No, for the first time in a very long time, uh, I was at the store with my fiance, and I said, um, w- "Would you mind if I just go look at GI Joe's real quick?" Yep. <laughs> and she said, "Oh no, no, go ahead. I'll be right here." And I was like, "Holy shit! I just said that." Yeah, I know. That's it's <laughs> awesome. There's also a GI Joe game, and Rob is holding up a GI Joe toy. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a new GI Joe game coming out as well called Operation Blackout. It is going to be due mid October, yeah, and it's PS4. Yep. I don't know what it's going to be. There's not been any video or anything. Um, it is in the uh, kind of $39 range, so I'm wondering if how in-depth of a game it is, but it might be fun to play that. Just a couple other real quick things. Uh, the There are some uh, little tiki mugs. You know those little tiki mugs they release coming out? The little, mm-hmm. uh, they're like different characters and stuff. There's some Baby Yoda ones coming out, which mm-hmm. look adorable. Um uh, three set I'm uh, showing different baby Yoda faces. Uh, yeah, those the, are the child. Yeah, those are dangerous. 
Yeah. Uh, Toy NYK produces those. And uh, there is, I don't know if I mentioned this, but there is a plush Bruce the Shark from Jaws coming out. Oh. So you can cuddle with, with Bruce the Shark. So that, that's what I got there with the toys. Some interesting I, stuff, I think. I, I've i got some local news to add on to that. Um, for, for those who are big fans like we are, it is official as far as right now is concerned. Halloween Horror Nights is going forward. They they have already set up the facade for the tribute store at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of oh, Disney's open and there are X amount more cases and blah blah blah. So it really seems like Disney and Universal are handling this handling this thing right, and it. it I, I'm sure Universal can do it. So um, six feet between people, six feet going in, like you said a couple of weeks ago, you get all the scares, get everything right up front. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm starting to get excited for that. And it's uh feels good. feels good to get excited for that. Also I, of note, I was just at Universal today and they recently changed their mask policy. Really? They have officially at Universal banned neck gaiters and masks with one-way valves. You can no longer wear masks with one-way valves or the neck gaiters. Now we the neck did gators, like the, the, the shinier ones that go like the, the oh, one like that the sock. Yeah, yeah. It's like a neck warmer that you just pull up over your face. Gotcha. Um, now we did see a couple of people with though, with the neck gaiters in the park. So I don't know that they're fully enforcing that yet. We did also see... Did you go cough on them? Because I think that's what you're supposed to do. I tried. Cough on them or or poop on their feet. We did see security stop somebody who had a mask with a one-way valve on it. Hmm. So they are stopping one-way valve masks. My valve is a one-way valve. My mask is a one-way valve mask. I guess I need to not wear that anymore. You You can wear it anywhere, just not to... Just not to Universal or Disney. Well, what what is their thought? My think my thought process. What is their thought process on the one way valve masks? Are they not as safe? Their, no, their thought process is, is that it doesn't. You, the exhaled air is not contained. It's not filtered. It's not contained. It's not anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. However, by the same token, if you're protecting yourself, you're protecting others. Correct. Okay. So if you prevent yourself from getting infected then you're not infecting others, basically. True, true. I wear a mask with a one-way valve. Okay. Yes, but you're, you've been in the medical field for so long that you're impervious to harm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what else you got? I see Jimmy has one more little bit of news. I have one more small thing for fans of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Those guys. The adventure is not quite over with the comedy duo. They will be returning later this year with Truth Seekers on Amazon. It is a horror comedy series set in a mysterious world filled with dread and just out of sight monsters. Truth Seekers mixes the very funny with the very scary in an exciting take on genre storytelling. Stars, of course, Nick Frost as Gus, Simon Pegg as Dave, and Mr. Malcolm McDowell as Richard. Oh, 
Early okay. images are out. You can check it out. And I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I I love most of what they do. There's there's very little mm-hmm. that they that I was just like, eh, I don't like yeah. it. There's nothing that they've done that I've that I've liked. None of it. There's always at least something that I pull out of it. Right. That I'm like, I thought that was funny. Like, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I like, like the it, Alien movie. I, I, yeah, it's, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, in my opinion, Paul and End of the World were probably their weakest ones, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love Shaun of the Dead. Um, hot I Fuzz. Loved, uh, hot Fuzz. God, I love so Hot Fuzz. Funny. Paul is a good background movie, I've noticed. Like, I wasn't, when I was like paying attention the full time, I was like, eh, okay, it's okay. But I'll put it on in the background when I'm working, and it works pretty well. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, we're going to go right outside the door here, and we're going to check out what's going on in Florida, I think. And Does that mean it's time for WTF? Yeah, and let me just say right now, WTF for real, because I was trying to find some news about Florida, and it was like bad news, bad news, worse news, which is pretty much standard here. But it was like mm-hmm. you know three three dudes that got killed while fishing. Yeah. That's not funny. Mm-hmm. Not cool. They did catch the asshole that did it. The asshole that did it. Two hundred and fifty uh, felony counts, and still on the streets at the age of twenty six years old. Ooh, well, yeah. not anymore. Thankfully, yeah. Um, you know, little things like that or, you know, some a-hole that wants to spit in someone's face because of a mask or, you know, just, what, just stuff that's not fun. We don't want to hear about it. And then I'm flipping through and thank you. Uh, what is his name? I think it's uh, Tom. Is it? Uh, uh, Jack. Jack. Thank you, Jack the, Jack the Kangaroo. I was going to say, I knew, I knew it was Jack. Yeah, Jack the Kangaroo. Thank you for breaking free of your confines and, t- oh. and leading police. On a uh, low-speed hop <laughs> down Northeast 13th Street and 2nd Avenue in Fort Lauderdale. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the, my favorite kangaroo ever. So, yes, what I'm talking about is a kangaroo got loose from someone. and uh, Was it a stuff- zoo or was it somebody who just had a kangaroo in their backyard? Yes, it was somebody who just had a kangaroo in their backyard. <laughs> so the kangaroo got loose. The South Florida police God, uh, had, to, had to chase down the rogue Aussie on Thursday morning. Last Thursday. Uh, as they said, he was taken into custody after leading the police on a low-speed hop chase uh, through the streets of Fort Lauderdale. They were quickly on the scene at 1300 block of Northeast 2nd Avenue after receiving calls from the public, which I would love to hear those calls. People from their car going, uh, I think there's a kangaroo hopping down the street. <laughs> uh, the I watched the arrest on the news and on YouTube. Uh, Officer Robert Norvis said he was a very friendly kangaroo, and he's currently li- uh, living in the horse stables where the police keep their horses. Is his name Nervis? Nor- Norvis, N-O-R-V-I-S. Oh, okay. Yeah, Officer Norvis, Robert Norvis. Uh, very friendly kangaroo. It was, it was, the kangaroo was actually very chill. I was actually a little concerned, even though I wasn't watching it live, but I was a little concerned because I've seen what happens when kangaroos get pissed off and kick backwards, and both of the police, there was two police standing behind, like one was lined up, on each side, right behind their feet, crotch level. That if this thing reared back, he was going to kick two police officers in the crotch. Uh, so I was a little nervous. I wanted to be like, no, they kick. But um, the guy that owned the kangaroo, his uh, name is Anthony Macias. He is 24 years old. Man, this guy is 24 years old and already has a goddamn kangaroo. What the hell am I doing with my life? What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was charged with allowing the marsupial to escape and having no records of actually purchasing it because he was given this this kangaroo from someone i guess that was tired of hanging a kangaroo i don't know like is there like a posting board like i'm done with my kangaroo i won't need it 
so he is going to be in court. Uh, so far, he has said the kangaroo was very kind and nice, and the uh, and <laughs> he named the kangaroo Jack and the Jack's kangaroo best friend. Jack. Yep, and Jack's best friend is a corgi named Max, and now Max is very sad that the kangaroo has been taken away. Would you say um, that Max is mad? Oh, ah! uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so that that is my Florida story. There is a there was a kangaroo rampage in Fort Lauderdale. Man, that's two weeks in a row that Florida animals have taken the headline from us. Pretty much. Last week it was the crazy iguana. Yeah, <laughs> the title iguana. We just had a bunch of landscaping put in and put in, and the deer decided to strip one of the trees. There's gonna be, the next Florida story is going to be me fist fighting a deer in the backyard. I'll get video. That will like, not end well for you. No, like, there's like, like the deer have taken over. Or? I'm, I'm going to punch me a deer. There's like 10 of them that hang out in my backyard now. <laughs> it's a gang. <laughs> they're, they're wandering around just stripping trees. It's like, do something, motherfucker. <laughs> do it. They all got leather jackets on. Hey, Craig. around snapping with their hooves. Craig, go out there and see if the, the, the weird guy comes out. Which, which weird guy? That, You're the weird guy. I'm the weird guy. Oh, the de- oh yeah, yeah. You're okay. The deer, the deer are trying to Craig. coax me out. I said Craig. Oh, Craig. Okay. Oh, I Craig, Craig the deer. I heard Craig. Craig the deer. Well, now the deer are just messing with me. So anyway, let's talk about some stuff. Some of our regular topics here. Let's do that. What stuff? Stuff. Who's stuff. got stuff? I, I'm gonna. I'm going to depress everyone first, then we can all bring everything back up. Actually, we. I'm going to. Dep- I'm. I'm just going full on depressing today. So uh, a couple episodes, I guess four episodes ago, I talked about I'll be gone in the dark, right on HBO. I know Jimmy hasn't had a chance to catch up. I don't think. Correct. Um. So I'm going to actually do this, and a- and I'll ask you guys a question afterwards because I'm not going to recover the whole thing. But I read the book. Um. The this episode started off, and I've. Uh, there was a part, this is basically called Mother Load, and this is where the Orange County police basically gave Michelle McNamara, who's not an investigator, she was a writer uh, and a blogger, they gave her all of the the evidence about who this person might be. Like, cases upon cases upon cases. And about 15 minutes into the episode, they did a sequence of them talking about, it was her and her research assistant uh, whose name is uh, Paul Haynes. And they go to the police station, not believing they have access to this stuff, not believing they can actually take it out of the police station. But they do it. They film this shot with like, like, you know, when there's uh, it's basically like a, a slightly elevated cement walkway along the side of a building with like a railing. And they show them like running the, the stuff down this walkway, like these big boxes on a thing. And they did it very comedically where they kind of played the same shot over and over again and like kind of stacked it up. So like the same person was on the screen at three, you know, three times at the same time. And I was like, this is a murder mystery about people that actually died. And I thought it was a little cutesy. So that was 15 minutes in. I was like, I was like, why would the, that was a really weird way to do this, making like a fun kind of thing out of this thing that where people got murdered, raped, killed, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So then it, it goes on and, Throughout the episode, there's a lot of conversation. They show real text messages between Michelle McNamara and Patton Oswalt, who was her husband. And she's like, 
saying like, oh, I've been going through all this stuff and cataloging it, and I'm seeing the crime scene photos, and I'm having a hard time sleeping. And he's on tour, of course, or filming stuff or doing whatever since like 2015, I think. So he's doing whatever, and he's doing all the stuff, and, and he's responding like, oh, yeah, if you need anything. And she's like, yeah, you know, I have to take a Xanax to go to sleep, or I have to take a whatever other pills there are. So on and so forth. Whatever pills. I, I just, I don't know. Phil. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, it's Xanax. So she tells him she's realized she's been using Xanax to avoid her increasingly disturbing nightmares. Uh, she's, she can't, she can't sleep. She can't focus. She can't help her daughter with her homework. So she's like, I need to pull back. And then her author, her editor says we need the book sooner. So there's a lot going on. Um, so he basically, that's the part of the episode. Then of course, they're talking about what she's finding at the same time. Well, what uh, we know from reading the book, and we know from the history of it, um, she dies in real life. Michelle dies. Um, but I didn't know how they were going to cover it in the show. There's two episodes left. I kind of figured it was going to happen a little bit later. So at the end of the episode, after she's talking about like how she needs to take Xanax to go to sleep, there's it goes and it's doing the slow pan in on the house. Uh, think of like a, some sort of medicine commercial where they don't show people, you know, it's like doing a nice slow pan in on the house and you see these text messages come up and it's Patton Oswalt. And he's like, Hey, I left some coffee next to the bed. You worked hard last night. Um, so just, you know, wake up, have a nice day. And then it says, and the camera's going up to the front door and it says like, you know, honey, are you there? Did you, is everything okay? And then it cuts to the actual police, uh, EMT call where Patton, he's like, I need you to get the EMTs here now. And it's like the actual one. So, like, she just didn't wake up that day. And, you know, like, so as you're building up and seeing what she's going through, how it was like, she was like, she felt like she was getting so close that she just didn't sleep anymore. And she was so focused on this that she ended up, you know, pushing herself too hard and burning out for real. And it was like the most, as soon as I saw that happening, I'm like, oh, no. It was like the most heartbreaking bit of television I've seen in a long time. So that's why I wanted to like revisit it. Um, but I was thinking, like, is there any other TV that you've ever seen like that? Like other than actually the real news, like documentaries or things like that, where you know something's about to happen. And you're like, ugh. Uh, yeah, sure. Just um, just yesterday when uh, just a couple of days ago, The Last Dance came to mm. Netflix. And I was a few episodes in and I knew there was part of an episode that focused on the late Kobe Bryant, mm. but it still was very much a punch in the chest. When, when you see him in the hallway? Yeah, and then he's on there talking about how without him, there would be no Michael Jordan, and there, Mike Jordan is in the locker room with the, the other all-stars and he's saying man this kid just goes hard all the time and blah blah blah. i'm just like yeah you know so so recently yeah that's that's what i think of there's that like i the one that popped in my mind was when they did the like minute by minute thing of the uh oj simpson chase like that whole sports thing on espn also the big one was the 9-11 documentary where like the part where they're talking about like the bodies hitting the roof oh, and yeah. you could hear it. And like that part was like, Oh, it's like history, but you don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of the Vietnam things, but it's, it's hard to like some of that stuff. You kind of have to know it. But when you're, when you get like chills and like a definitive dread when it comes on mm -hmm. anything for you, anything for you, Rob? 
Um, I know that there is, but for the life of me, I can't, I can't think of an example right now. It's been a while since I've, since I've had that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, and I honestly can't remember what, what the last one was. That's okay. You sold your I'm soul. To, you sold your soul to Satan. I understand. So, for, for Ghostbuster toys. Yeah. I mean, it's a good trade. You weren't doing anything with that soul anyway. But that is I'll Be On in the Dark, guys. It's on HBO. Check it out if you are into into true crime and if you want to uh, be gut-punched at the end of episode four. Speaking of getting gut-punched is another example where you know what's coming, but you can't quite prepare for it. And that is the return of Timothy Omenson. Yes! As Detective Lassiter or... Sergeant Lasseter in Psych 2, the movie. Ooh. Um, he, of course, suffered a stroke some time ago, which left him without the complete use of his left arm and some other problems there as well. Um, and the script in real life or in the show? In real life. Oh, okay. He he was. He made a very brief appearance in the first Psych movie um, via, like, FaceTime. But as he um, progressed, started doing a little bit better, I believe, they, they rewrote a significant portion of the script for Psych 2 um, to take in um, some of that actual experience that happened to him. Now, Psych 2 premiered on... Uh, Peacock, which is the new streaming service from NBC. And the film was directed by Steve Frank, starring James Rode Rodriguez, Dulé Hill, Timothy Omenson, Maggie Lawson, Kirsten Nelson, and Mr. Corbin Burnson on July 15th. The plot um, isn't going to mean a whole lot if you haven't seen Psych, but after police chief, I said sergeant and detective, <laughs> got it right the third time. Uh, police chief Carlton Lassiter is ambushed on the job and left for dead. He begins to see impossible happenings around his recovery clinic, which at times are very funny. Sean and Gus leave San Francisco to be with Lassie and find themselves unwelcome in their old stopping grounds as they secretly untangle a twisted case without the benefit of the police, their loved ones, or the quality sourdough bakeries of the Bay Area. Oh, God, that was... Oh, I would love me some sourdough right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm never going to make that sound again. Well, it was about bread. I like me some carbs. I am... Uh... <clears throat> So I'm I'm intrigued. So first of all, let's talk about Peacock real quick. Yes, uh, is that do you have to pay for that separate? Is that all right? Come with your cable. So you can pay for a premium, of course, as with um, everything. However, to sign up and get the free access to a lot of things, you don't even need to put in your email address. Really? Uh, correct. I don't have um, cable television at home so I didn't have to do one of those annoying things where it's like please provide your provider and blah 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 uh, that kind of pain in the ass thing that happens every time I try and watch an ESPN documentary but 
I digress. Um, yeah, uh, Peacock is pretty cool. Uh, there are a lot of good things on there that you can um, you can watch immediately. I've I've talked about the movie You're Next on this podcast countless times. If you uh, don't feel like paying for it, um, then you can actually watch You're Next on Peacock. As you huh. can Rear Window, Vertigo, Leatherface. Uh, the, is cop rock on there because yeah, I, I need to three. watch me some cop rock i don't know the blair witch project is also on there which just <laughs> recently turned 21 and the birds is on there as well so um definitely worth checking out uh not not really doesn't really so far seem like a very spammy thing Psych 2 did not have any commercials Psych 2 was very funny it was very sweet in the way that it handled um, what has happened to Timothy Omenson. Um, a little hard to see at times, you know, having had people close to you who have gone through uh, something like that. But um, overall, very funny. There, uh, there are some jokes in there, some things I didn't like about it that, have already not aged well. Hmm. Hmm. Like the fourth wall kind of things where um, it's like, oh, this network already has a show like that. And it's like, was that yeah. canceled? Or wait, what? Um, and then there's a really weird. Oh, one John Cena reference. Just one. Oh, there should be more. It, he should be in it, and he may have yeah. been, but he was not. Um, of course, the comedy duo of James Rodriguez and Dulé Hill is absolutely amazing. Seeing Timothy Omenson in his uh, recovery is is fantastic. And uh, kind of my last little note on this, um, Sarah Chalk. Do you know who that is? I know the name. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Huh. Um, Go ahead. I'm, I'm making sure. Okay, so she was. She's one of the, uh, uh, one of the Beckys, right? She yes, she and she was also in Scrubs. Okay. Uh, she played uh, a. Uh, she played a nurse at Lasseter's recovery clinic in this, and her name was Dolores. Now, at some point. The uh, head doctor. Oh, Dolores. That was a Seinfeld reference for you right there. Well, this isn't quite Dolores. because he says, oh, thank you, Miss O'Reardon. That will be enough. I was like, what? That's an odd thing. Do you know who Dolores O'Reardon was? She's in the Cranberries, right? Yeah, the singer of the Cranberries. It was really weird. Not like not alive anymore. It was like, either. wait, what? It was just a weird. weird nod, but um, other than that, very funny. Uh, if if you were reluctant, hesitant to uh, download Peacock or, or try that out, it really doesn't seem spammy. You don't have to put your you know information in or anything like that. So it seems pretty legit, and you can check out uh, your next, um, which I, I I absolutely love. I will movie. watch that next. 
Oh, hey yo, you're next. Uh, yeah. Definitely worth the time investment. If if you're not, and I haven't seen all the episodes of Psych, but I've seen the first Psych movie. It's uh, you you can hang. You can. Yeah. You don't need to see all of them. So well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take us yet again to a dark place because that's what I do. Damn it, Greg! I know. Alienist, Angel of Darkness. I reviewed the uh, Alienist, the first season. You gotta be such a jerk. That's what I do. I I like murder. (laughs) Murdering. Well. Well then. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, so I I reviewed the uh, first Alienist, and I looked back, and it was actually in 2018. I did not realize it had been that long. Uh, Wow. The... Most recent season, it's on TNT right now. Uh, it stars Daniel Bruhl, who is, you probably know him, as the bad guy from Captain America Civil War. Bruhle. Yes. Luke Evans, the impossibly handsome guy that was in the Hobbit movies. Oh, get out of here with that. He's so uh, Dakota Dakota Fanning. And I couldn't find any other names that I recognized, so the name he Robert was Gaston. Yes, he was yep. also Gaston. Also handsome. I would like to try his gray stuff. Ugh. <laughs> wow. I just grossed myself well, out. Well, Greg, you're all right taking in. us to I a also, weird spot, man. I also picked out the name Robert Wisdom because it sounded like a good name, uh, but I don't know who he is. But there's a bunch of other people in it. It is written by Caleb Carr, who wrote the first one, and they are based on books that I thought were actually true, but they're not. Uh, this is set in like 1895, I think. and uh, The year you were born. Yes, 1895. Uh, and this, uh, so the synopsis real quick, one year after the alienist with, with Sarah Howard, now a private detective, that's who Dakota, Dakota Fanning plays speaking, seeking out Dr. Kreitzler's help in finding the kidnapped infant daughter of a visiting Spanish dignitary. Dr. Kreitzler reunites with Sarah, John Moore, that's handsome guy, and the rest of the original team with their search for the missing child, bringing him into contact with a mysterious woman with a murderous past who is connected to a notorious gang. Mm -hmm. So my initial thoughts here, I Ooh. love the late 1800s. You love murder. I love, and I love, and that is one of the reasons why I love the late 1800s. I don't know how, how there are any people on this planet with the sheer amount of disgustingness that was going on in that era. You know, with the, with, of course, you know, Jack the Ripper. Pooping in the and streets. Like, like everything was covered in a thick layer of feces Doo-doo. and dead rats. Yep. Yeah. Like it seems like everything was covered in some sort of poop and just rats and plague. But, like, there was also a lot of, like, inventions and things like that. So I was, like, reading about that era and, I like, visiting that era in movies like uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes and yeah. this and whatever. Every, just a every fun era. picture you see from then, you're just like, ugh, it smells weird. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way anyone smells. In fact, there was a, a scene in this where I, I got a, vi- like, it was a uh, common street thug was threatening the guy was getting really close to his face. And I got this visceral, like uh, imagining the fact that this person has never brushed their teeth because that wasn't invented yet. Hmm. Anyway. So let me talk about the actual show real quick. There's only been two episodes. They are releasing two episodes each week, uh, Sunday nights, I believe. Uh, I love, this is kind of the introduction to using psychology and criminology into solving crimes. It has a lot of that kind of stuff. They, for a show that's on TNT, it does not shy away from the gore at all. There is a sequence where they're in like one of the, it looked like a room from Halloween Horror Nights, speaking of, like where you like walk mm-hmm. through like the hanging bodies and you have to kind of push them aside. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a butcher's shop and there there's basically the butcher's table and their camera kind of goes in past all these like dead animals and as it get clo- gets closer this guy's like trying to hack at something he's like stupid leg bone he's like where's the saw and he gets the saw and he's like going behind the table and he's doing it and then he pulls like a human finger up first and he takes a ring off of it with his mouth and throws it to a dog and he throws a foot and he's like ah there's plenty more where that comes from I'm like nice uh there is a there is a gang that's a street gang that this these guys are part of but is it deer no deer it is not a street gang made completely of deer <laughs> they're just stripping shit off trees they're like ha ah! yeah. they're like the annoying gang <laughs> from teach you. the gang from psychomania <laughs> just a yeah. little more annoying <laughs> i'm going to eat your flowers next yeah <laughs> bitch <laughs> yeah so there's that but the if you have a hard time with things involving children and babies very specifically babies. This is not the show for you to watch. The opening sequence, of course, is about a baby getting stolen. The baby is replaced in its bassinet by one of the like dolls with the little eyes that kind of go up and down. But the go- eyes are gone and like X'd out. So it's a doll in the, the cradle. Oh, so not only did they steal the baby, they left a big old fuck you in the cradle. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it shows a, um, this is in New York, it shows a, like a big store with a bunch of uh, you know, toys and stuff like that, like a, a, a department store. And in the toy section, there's all these dolls like around a table. And it shows this little girl pick up a doll and looks at the face and all this blood starts pouring out of its eyes. And it turns out that it was not a doll. It was actually a dead baby, which I was Jeez. not, not expecting Ooh. on TNT. So there's that. And then, of course, the the end sequence before, as the credits roll where you're like, oh, shit, there's another baby that's in a crib with like a... a cage thing on top of it just crying its brains out um so there's definitely quite a bit of that there's a lot of showing of uh various uh not surgeries the uh autopsies uh that's in the back but they're talking about it so if you have a hard time with that kind of stuff that kind of gore maybe not for you but so far the show and the two episodes in is pretty good yeah i think that's a pretty important disclaimer um yeah so well done, sir. Yes. I think that covers everything that we were going to talk about. For the for the side A episode. Does so how, did, how, did, how does this work? Do we do do we do an outro for this or Yeah, we're going to do an outro. See, the you you guys are hearing, you guys listening are hearing us figuring this out as we go cuz we don't do this ahead of time. <laughs> we have notes, but yeah, so uh, which I generally don't look at unless I'm hosting. So yeah, so uh, well, first of all, pretty close to before we can talk a little bit about our patron, yeah, account. Ooh, uh, well, well, you guys figure out what we're doing next week, but uh, we have a Patreon, guys, and we've had a lot of action going on on the podcast with a lot more listens, a lot more reviews, yeah, uh, a lot more purchases in our store. So thank you, everybody. For all of that fun stuff, we we love seeing that you guys are enjoying the stuff we're doing. Love seeing that our listenership is going up. And if you guys are a fan of the show, for $5, you could join in and help us out. You get invited to our Discord chat where we talk about all sorts of things. I've The Discord chat has actually cost me more money than we've made Oh yeah, <laughs> on Patreon. Because every time someone will pop in and be like, have you seen this yet? I'm like, shit, now i got to watch something. Yeah. 
Yeah, or or I gotta buy more GI Joe toys or whatever. Thank you, Rob. But it's You're a very welcome. fun place. There's a bunch of cool people in there, mm-hmm. so you can check that out. Um, get a chance to know what the question is beforehand, and you have an opportunity to answer our Give Me Five question and get on the show. We will do a birthday episode that we will actually answer a top five list about you. It will not be true whatsoever, and it will be embarrassing, and it might get you fired, but it's worth doing. Uh, there is some higher ranges where you get access to the show notes. You get to curate an episode, all that fun stuff. So definitely check that out. Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. Yeah, guys. And just to add to that, uh, the the bigger reason we're able to do this side A, side B is because we have recently expanded our um, upload uh, restriction. Mm-hmm on uh on the the server that we host this on and that is uh that is because of our patrons so yeah. we are no longer trying to upload stuff through the dark web via a secret server that i've hidden in turkey yeah well i mean the the big thing with that is we don't have to chop as much out of these episodes is that is that right next to the stuffing that you put in there greg the great different stuff. turkey oh gaston's great stuff um, but yeah, we don't, we don't have to be as, as heavy handed when we edit. Of course, we will do our very best to clean it up and take out the squeaking of Greg's chair. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we can actually upload more episodes, uh, monthly now. Thanks to your generous, generous support. Thank you so much. Yep. And it's not completely fueling Greg's G.I. Joe obsession. Could be. So this episode will be out. Well, you guys already know that if you're hearing this on Thursday. But on Monday, we'll have our side B episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about John Carpenter's Dark Star. We're going to go in-depth on that. And, of course, we will answer our Gibby 5 question of the week. Also, there will be a special guest on side B. The only other person that has read the uh, shock value book, which got me the idea to watch Dark Star, Mr. Kerwin, will be joining us. Jimmy, you have to text Kerwin a picture of a dong, by the way, to get him to sign it. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, you have to text Kerwin to come on the show and beg him, please. <laughs> no, he knows. He knows. I've been chatting with him. You just have to. I told, I told him that you would text him a picture of a dong and he will join up. So thank you guys for listening. A picture of Jimmy's dong. And we will see you on side B. Later, bitches. Later, bitches.